It's happening. Always. And forever. Yeah, that was, I liked it. I liked Come at it. me, Charlie Puth. What note is that? <laughs> Dude, I love, I well, I both hate and love Charlie Puth. Like, yeah. there's a little overexposure right now, but the talent that man has is, is oh. remarkable, especially with that whole pitch perfect thing. Yeah, I just watched a video about that too. It was really neat. Like, but the, what I can't stand though is like, when he's doing the TikToks of like him creating the song, where it's like, dude, we know you made the song yeah. already. And he's like, what if we had the song? And we're like, boop, 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 boop. And then there was like a really funky bass, like, wow, wow, wow. It's like, all right, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're the audio guy. You should just make that happen. Show him how it's really done. God, he could probably run audio circles around me. <laughs> but I'm, you know what? I am uh, man enough to know that. You're self made. You are. Yeah, well, actually, my parents made me. Mm. So. That's fair. But, you know, I like to think that maybe uh, I started that inkling in their eye when mm-hmm. they looked into each other's eyes and thought, oh, let's make another one. <laughs> oh. Okay. Hey, but after this one, let's make fucking four more. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, that's accurate. Nailed it. <laughs> fair enough. Oh. Apparently my math is very good on uh, Friday nights at ten thirty eight in the evening. You know, last episode I thought was really fun. We were planning on doing tonight's episode then, and I'm still pretty enraged about what's going on in politics as usual, right? I mean, I think that's kind of my shtick, but yeah. like, it's genuine because I, I just I sent you that that Twitter thread uh, mm-hmm. about a week ago is Steve yeah. Schmidt who heads up the, uh, the Lincoln project and he's a former Republican strategist mm-hmm. and him and mid Medi, I can't remember. I think it was Medi Hassan. I think his name is, um, of MSNBC. Yeah. Yeah. Medi Hassan. And he's of MSNBC and he was making the point after listening to Chris Coons talk, that this is why Democrats lose. And Chris Coons on 60 Minutes was expressing, you know, his, um, not remorse, but like he was accepting the fact that perhaps the way he voted against Neil Gorsuch kind of came back to haunt him during this most recent SCOTUS appointment confirmation. And that Republicans were out to make a statement more than actually do their fucking jobs. Mm -hmm. And Chris Coon said, like, you know, I voted against Gorsuch because Mitch McConnell weaseled his way out of approving or um, confirming uh, Merrick Garland, Mm -hmm. the Barack Obama appointment. And so, therefore, you know, I am a little bit uh, liable in this sense. And 
Medina San was basically saying, this is why Democrats don't win. Like, is it genuine and true? And like, hey, that's what we should aspire to be like. Yeah. But the messaging, like, that's something that the right will run with. And the people on the left go, yeah, you know what? Like, you fucked up. And now I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. And so the Democrats don't know how to message well. Meanwhile, the Republicans can do whatever they want and they spin the shit out of it and win. And it's way closer. If you look at what people want in this country, like just surveys about general topics, in general, the things that Democrats represent are the things that people want, you know, or at least some of the Democrats are saying certain things. Like, for instance, canceling student loan debt. That is what the majority of Americans, the, a strong majority of Americans want. And the Democrats can't seem to message it to get it through. And the Republicans can rail against these things. Similarly, you know, mm-hmm. like we talked about two episodes ago with insulin. $35 capped off, like capped. That's the maximum amount you can charge for 35 or uh, for, a, for a monthly dosage. The Republicans almost unanimously voted against it in the House. That is something I would say the large majority of Americans want. And yeah. so it becomes a messaging thing, and it it's very frustrating yeah. to watch one party actively look to destroy this country and the other one can't get out of their own fucking way to make something good happen. Well, I don't, and I I don't even think that that's, I think the root of the issue lies well before that. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think that the issue is that we've never been more divided by party Mm -hmm. since maybe the civil war. I would agree with that. Actually, Thanks, yeah. Brian. Yeah. We're off to a great start. <laughs> We're really rocking and rolling now. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I was watching some old clips the other day. Um, well, more than the other day ago, because we were planning on doing this on, uh, what was it, last Sunday, last Wednesday, something like that. Um, and um, no, it was this past Wednesday. That's my bad, Brian. No, you're good. Um. But I, I came across a really cool um, speech by Bob Dole. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, is it, was it Bob Dole? Ran against Clinton. Yeah. Yeah, nailed it. Um, and he was he was giving a speech, and he was saying he was talking about the differences between him and Clinton. He says, this is something that my opponent doesn't find to be important. And he said, he emphasized the point, my opponent and he said he's not he is he's my appoint, opponent and not my enemy. And that kind of struck a chord with me because I thought to myself, here's a man who is fighting against per, not fighting um running against a person of a, of another party. And he said he's my opponent and not my enemy because we are on we are, we're both going for the same thing. We we want to make America a better place. Um because when you think of enemies, you think of like we're on we're on the battleground, we're fighting a war. But if you think of someone who's in your opponent, it's like, okay, maybe we're going against each other for uh, you know a, a seat in office. In this case, president. Um, 
but I, I, those that differentiation that he made really kind of resonated with me hmm. because nowadays that's not the case. If you look at, you know, 2016, yeah, just, just an easy one, something in somewhat recent memory. Right. And it, it was very much that Hillary was Donald Trump's enemy, mm-hmm. you know, because it wasn't just like it. We're not talking about the days of like Jefferson versus Adams where like, Adams said that I think it was something silly along the lines of like anybody who votes for Jess Jefferson uh, is a rag wearing, you know, whatever muffin uh, top. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, of course, Jefferson, I think he I think this is accurate. We, you should look this up later. But I think that Jefferson did something. Maybe it was that, that same time they ran against each other or maybe another time where he had somebody write in the in the newspaper for yeah. him like um just basically just shit talking. Yeah, which wasn't Adams. allowed at the time. Like they, right. they there was you know, the idea was you're supposed to run a campaign in support of yourself, not to denounce the other candidate. Correct, correct. But yeah. um Thanks, you know, Jefferson. But, yeah, you fucking French loving motherfucker. <laughs> I have nothing against the French. <laughs> I know. I would have attacked like the whole slavery thing. Yeah, that's probably a good idea too. <laughs> um, but those days, like even that though, like, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're talking shit about each other. Yeah. But it's not like Trump Hillary where like, you know, Trump's big thing was, you know, lock her up. Right. And that was always the chant. Lock right. her up. Right. Um, and, and we really see that now where it's not just like. The idea of the Republican Party and the idea of the Democratic Party, although I think it's stupid to have two parties, I think it should just be like a couple of people running against each other with different ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, you know, whatever. I get the I get the idea of it, I suppose, but I think it's silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's not that that's not the case anymore. The the point, like the, the the idea behind the Republican Party, and I think even the Democratic Party, and I think you could probably agree with this, is really. First and foremost, you know, destroy the other party. Not destroy it, but, you know, we have to beat them, whether it's by policy, whether it's by having more people in the House, more people in the Senate, by having our guy on top as the president, by having more people who are similar or like-minded to us in, you know, uh, the Supreme Court. And I think that that's the real issue here. Um, we've We've lost our way as far as let's make America... Great again, uh, <laughs> um, which really do you should... need to do a disclaimer right now that you're not? I'm a not American. a Trump supporter, okay. <laughs> nor nor have I ever been. Um, <laughs> but we're we're beyond that now. We're beyond what's best for the country and what's best for the people, and it's just a battle between two parties and who can have more say in legislation and make more money on Wall Street. So and that's my soapbox, and I'm hopping off. I of think it now. I think you really touched on something, and and I will say, the biggest mistake I think in Hillary's campaign was the whole deplorables thing, like the idea that the idea that you know the people that vote for Trump are deplorable, right? And I, I and Biden s- made a similar uh, a similar you know mistake by saying that. What was it? If you if you vote for Trump, you're not black or something. Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah. I so I know there was that mistake, but the other big bombshell of like attack on Trump was that he was a Russian asset. 
Yeah. And looking back, I don't know if she was wrong. Right? So, like, it's hard to... It's hard to sit back and criticize her messaging there. But, like... She also said Tulsi was a Russian asset. She's gone way off the deep end. Who knows? I don't Tulsi? know. Tulsi? Yeah. There's not a fucking chance she's a Russian asset. I but don't let, think... That's neither here nor No, here. no, no, no. I, I, I don't necessarily think she is, but she's mimicking... She's parroting a lot of the same rhetoric that the Trump administration does and the Russian administration propaganda machine does. How so? Well, the whole idea of cancel culture is huge. In Russia? Huge in Russia. Mm. Like the idea of like rebelling against cancel culture and wokeness and progressivism, that's a huge messaging thing. And out of nowhere, Tulsi has become really adamant against that. Well, cancel culture in general has become kind of a like a hot button issue. Um and I don't I, I mean like I I don't really see uh a correlation between that and being a Russian asset. I think that to fight cancel culture or to be against cancel culture, I should say. Cancel is, culture is, isn't a thing. Cancel culture is a broader attempt to hold people accountable. And I think is, it there, can be. is there is there is there some exaggeration or excessive attempts to hold people accountable? Yes. But this idea of cancel culture is like people aren't getting canceled. You're holding them accountable. And when people fail to hold themselves accountable, what happens? I think that there's a different, and I think you maybe not alluded to this, but you, you kind of, it was in your, your explanation there. I think that there is stuff that is holding people accountable. And I think that there is, such a thing as I wouldn't I wouldn't call it cancel culture, but I think that there is people who try to cancel other people because they disagree with them. Yeah, and and so well, I don't necessarily think people should be canceled, unless like, do I think that members of the KKK have the freedom of speech? Yes, sucks, but they do. But at the same time, we don't need to give them a platform. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you're removing the platform for certain people. Okay. Like, taking Donald Trump off of Twitter was a good thing. That's yes. not canceling him. That's, a, that's funny that you bring that up. It's very relevant that you bring that up right now. Well, yeah, with Elon with trying to Elon, buy Elon, yeah. But he's not going to be able to because of the poison pill that they issued. The poison pill that they issued. Yeah, so they... they We're cr- diving into a whole bunch of I know. This so, is fun. Keep going. So, the... Twitter board and Mm. shareholders have decided to issue what is called a poison pill. And what that means is they'll dilute all their shares. And so every Twitter owner would lose about 15%. But because Elon would hold a bigger position, that 15% that he owns would actually lose about 50% of its value. So the idea of Elon trying to buy it out, the value just wouldn't be there. Even though he was price pointing it at like $54 and like I thought gold, it was like 39 even. Well, no, he was going to pay $54.20 oh, 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 a share oh, okay, okay. and buy it all out 
and Goldman Sachs, which is the largest stakeholder in Twitter, I guess had it at a price point in the 30s and would sell. But then they realized what he was trying to do. And they basically used some uh, financial and legal measures because, and it's called a poison pill because both sides lose. Mm-hmm. It's just Elon Musk would lose more. And that's why you started to see him backing off. Yeah. It's an interesting move on his, on his, yeah. Uh, but that was one of the, the, um, the concerns that a lot of people had because Elon Musk is much more, well, in everybody's eyes, he's much more like, kind of like libertarian terms of free speech. Yeah. Um, which I mean, is neither here nor there to me. Um, I think kind of what he did with Twitter was a little shady, especially cause what was, Oh, Elon 11, Musk is the shadiest. It was 11, 11 days is what he waited before he, um, notified his, uh, what was it? 9% stake. Yeah. Nine and a half. I think it, but it was percentage points points. Um, and then of course, you know, he, he declined joining the, the board, so that he could basically use Sell that. Off. Well, and so he could leverage. Yeah, he could he could buy more shares. Yeah, and and you know that guy is, you know, when I, I I really want him to be a good guy. No, he's not. He's, I know, but I, what I'm saying is, I really want him to. Yeah, be. I think everyone does because he's got a certain charm and magnetism about him. Whereas, like Bezos doesn't have it. He tries to manufacture it, and he laughs really weird. But like, but like Bezos. Bezos is kind of that older billionaire type. Yeah. Where like very measured, very thoughtful. Yeah. And what he's saying now, he's a bastard behind closed doors, I'm sure. Oh and, yeah. And we know Amazon policies and stuff like that yeah. have been very harmful. Um, if you, and if you don't know about Amazon policies, um, I, I hate to always bring it up, but I use a lot of the same sources from time to time. And uh, breaking points did a very good breakdown of how he treats his employees. Mm-hmm. So that's something worth uh, worth giving a, a listen or a watch to. Yeah, and, and we've talked about like the the harsh working conditions, the peeing in bottles, the expectations of drivers, but they're also contract workers. So like mm-hmm. some of the liabilities for issues land on them. Yeah, all that stuff. And you know, generally speaking, a billionaire uh, does not come to that being the ultimate philanthropist from day one. Like the philanthropy usually comes later on and it's usually yeah. a vehicle to protect themselves from taxes, but here nor there. Yeah. Elon Musk is one of the more, one of the younger billionaires. So we look at him and Zuckerberg and we're like, Oh, well, you know, maybe there'll be a little bit something better. And, and they're not there. If not, they might be worse than, the the Bezos and Gateses and Buffets of the world, um, yeah. I just can't hate on Warren Buffett though. No, I I mean I can't. He's like an old man. And he, like he just is who he is, and he's a self made man, right? And like so, it's like for me, it's like all right, cool. Go drink your fucking twenty seven cherry cokes every day and enjoy life. <laughs> yeah, go have your Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and your McDonald's. Yeah, there you. there's something very charming about him. And, yeah, and he's an old man. I'd let him be my grandpa. I would definitely let him be my grandpa. Oh, I'll right. get up on that will. But, you know, there's there's more to it with all these guys. They're just very, very... Uh, the, the persona that they emulate publicly is very cultivated. Mm-hmm. It is 
you know, curated by, you know, teams of people who do this for a living, publicists. And Isn't that crazy? All that. And, um, yeah, it, it is crazy to me. But, you know, hey, that's more jobs, I suppose. But going back to Elon Musk and, and the Twitter thing, you know, I, I'm really glad that Twitter kind of turned the corner on that and where they were able to position themselves because I think, you know, there would have been another platform that would have been controlled by someone that probably shouldn't. And, and that's a shame. So I'm glad they were able to maneuver out of that because, you know, they were the first one to deplatform Donald Trump. They were the first ones to go after, you know, a lot of the misinformation that was being handed out mm -hmm. during the COVID period. And more specifically, the larger people with platforms that were purposefully, you know, being destructive, like a Donald Trump. And that was really crucial. And so when we say, like, your First Amendment rights are protected, that means you have the right to go stand on a corner and say anything you want about the government or, you know, whatever that's not going to directly, personally harm someone. So, like, if the KKK wants to do a little march in a thing in the in the garden park or whatever, then so be it. Like, go ahead, you know, make sure you have your permits in line. Go do that. But when we give people a platform to, you know, push a certain narrative, it becomes very destructive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is the way the GOP and, and Fox News, News have, have behaved, um, most specifically over the last few years. I mean, Tucker Carlson has gone off the fucking deep end, especially on this Russia-Ukraine stuff. You know, it was one thing when he was debating about, you know, the, the sexual prowess of the green M&M versus and in, in the lack of gender, you know, with Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah. That was one thing. Like, fine, you want to have those social debates and whatever and look like an asshole. That's fine. But the narrative that he's pushing with this Russia-Ukraine situation, which then gets parroted by the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Madison Cawthorns of the world, the Boberts of the world, you know, even the Donald Trumps, like Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson were constantly parroting one another. And we see, you know, the Russian news outlets using Tucker Carlson as a, as a point to say, America is behind what the Russians are doing in the Ukraine. Like we, we have video evidence translated perfectly they are using Tucker Carlson's propaganda for their own people to believe that Americans are justifying what is happening in Ukraine. And because we haven't jumped in and actually fought the Russians, there's nothing necessarily to dis to like disprove that. So, you know, that's what's happening on the right. And and so, you know, that whole thread that I I sent to you and wanted to talk about was centering on like the right is doing all the shit. For instance, in Tennessee, the GOP was able to pass a law that removed the age requirement for marriage because one of their senators essentially started grooming a 16-year-old and married her at 18. He's like 60 years old. And uh, so they got rid of the marital age. Governor Abbott in Texas right now is causing a huge issue with the supply chain. Any single truck that crosses the border is getting held up. 
there were never these issues. And what's happening is there are massive, massive pileups, not like crashes, but just surpluses of trucks sitting there waiting to get inspected, quote unquote inspected, which leads to this huge why, bottleneck. Why, why quote unquote are they not actually inspecting it? Well, they're inspected, but you know, it's, you know, an inspection is supposed to be on the highway, right? And, and you're saying like, oh, they're overweight. You know, one of their axles might be overweight, mm-hmm. stuff like that. They're speeding. Their brake lights aren't working. Something's malfunctioning with the trailers, whatever. Those are inspections to actually promote safety on the highway, right? It's it's there to promote safety. Gina, cause I, I mean, I don't know exactly what's going on with that, but I think it's important to inspect trucks coming over the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not that they're not inspecting them at all. So what, what you know... Something that happens is, you know, especially in like Laredo and El Paso, you know, those really close, massive border cities, companies that have been very successful, you know, have Mexican drivers drop off four or five trucks. You know, they, they you know, bring a, a trailer, drop it off in a yard, go back, pick up another trailer they, four or five times. And they drop them off. And then, you know, some an American driver picks it up and takes it where it needs to go. And, and the, we're seeing the most detrimental aspect is the food. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a f- massive food shortage. And actually, one of our listeners, thanks again for the, the Boulder whiskey, Jason, we're drinking it right now. He, he has told us several times, like, you know, back when he was on the podcast, like, there's a food shortage. It's only getting worse and worse and worse. And now what Governor Abbott is doing is forcing an, an even bigger disruption in the supply chain. Why? Because he wants inflation to get worse. That's a Republican strategy is to make it worse for people. So it looks like it's a Democrat problem. That is a perp- They are purposefully hurting American people because it makes it look bad. It's hurting drivers and their businesses. If a truck is stalled out or sitting there waiting to be inspected, it is losing money. It is literally burning money because gasoline is so expensive, you might as well light dollar bills on fire. That's against the law. So I would not Republicans reco- could would, do it and just message it differently. I would not recommend that. They could just message it differently. And so this is the biggest frustration well, is here we are watching these things happen. You know, watching, uh, you know, women's rights in uh you know with birth control and with abortion just immediately get revoked uh was it kentucky or mississippi there was a state that just passed basically there's no more abortion in that state and what will happen is it'll get challenged and go all the way to the supreme court and given the current supreme court it will probably overrule roe v wade and like this is what's happening. You know, Mike Gibbons in Ohio, that that uh, I think it was a Twitter I sent over to you there. Mike Gibbons said that the middle class and lower class are not paying their fair share in taxes. We need yeah. to tax them higher. But I can't say that. Otherwise, I'll lose their votes. That's the That's been the Republican strategy. I'm going to slow you down here. Sure. Okay. Because you are a train right now. Oh, I'm... And if you hit a fucking the tiniest grain of salt you're going to derail no at this speed no never i'm a high speed monorail baby yeah well your monorail be just became a non-a-rail 
Okay. There's no rail anymore. Okay. Yeah. Why? No, I'm just making oh. jokes. Um, but I, I, I am, I am slowing you down for a second because I, I don't, I don't disagree with everything that you said. I think that there are some generalizations for sure. I think that. Um, what generalizations? Well, I think you're saying you're saying the entire GOP, and I, I don't think it's all of them. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's some bad apples. But one point well, that I would hold like, on. You're making it sound like there's one or two bad apples. No, no, there's no, only one or two good that, apples well, in the entire then, GOP. Then, then, then allow me to clarify. Sure. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying is it's not a 100 percent game. I'm saying that you know it's it's definitely a higher portion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, any amount is bad. Um, any amount of bad apples could spoil it for the rest of the bunch, Brian. That's true. Um, but I, I think to that same point, it, it kind of brings everything back to what you once said mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the, in the episode here. Um, and that is that the Democrats, though some of them are really trying, they're not getting anything done either. And they're not, and I, I understand that they're fighting it, but... I think that the solution here is, and I guess this kind of goes back to what I was saying, the party line is so divided. If you took any rational human being, Mm -hmm. and I mean truly rational, who has no party affiliations, they would be able to cut through this bullshit like a hot knife through some delicious, delicious cultured butter. Mm Mm-hmm. Spread that baby over a wonderful Bay's English muffin, which is my favorite. All the nooks and crannies really just captures that butter. <laughs> but the, the problem is that we are so so divided that like everyone will just stick with their own party, which is why the in my opinion, and you'll enjoy this, which is why I think anybody sticks with the Republicans. I think that the Republican Party is a dying party. I think that they're they're really just there to serve themselves, and unfortunately, there's a large group of American people who are just you know they're ride or die with the Republican Party, um, because I mean, and this is easy for me to say from somebody on the outside looking in, you know, and I've said this in the past. I don't really feel like I have. I feel like I agree with the 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 Democratic Party slightly more probably because. Um, I like the idea of the social safety nets. I like the idea of just kind of letting people do whatever the fuck they want to do, marry who they want to marry, be who they are. I'm okay with all that stuff. I like that stuff. I think Mm -hmm. it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's easy for me to say because I I can look in on it and be like, you know what? Obviously, a lot of things that the Republican Party are doing is wrong. I don't think that they're actually looking out for American people anymore. And I think there are definitely exceptions to that. I think that there are some people in the Republican Party that truly care about their constituents and truly want the best for them. I would say there are three. Okay. Well, I'm just saying there are some. I get it. You have your three. Understood. Duly noted. Okay. Twice. Okay. Let's make it thrice. Love that. For each one. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. (laughs) Got it. Okay. There it is. That's it. I swear to God, if you say that there's three of them one more time, I, I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my issue is that, like, I have a lot of issues with this. Well, let me, I, let, me, let me take that back for a second. The idea here is you're saying, like, there's bad apples there. Yeah, I'm, right? saying, I'm saying there's a lot of them. And, Again, and clarifying like, yeah, for you. Yeah, and, and there's bad apples in the Democratic Party. 
right? Of course. And I would say there's probably, whereas, I don't know if you're underestimating with the three. Maybe there are only three good Republicans. Out I, there. I look at Mitt Romney, uh, Liz Cheney, and Adam Kinzinger. Okay. Um, and, and Murkowski that, and Collins, maybe. See? Possibly five. Possibly five. Now you get two more two more digs, Bray. No. Because you only got three. And there's possibly five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I really think, you know, Mitt Romney, Romney did the right thing when it came to impeaching mm-hmm. Trump and yeah. has done some other things. You know, he's still very whatever about, you know, the financial aspects of the government. Yeah. You know, he wants to be a, a deficit hawk, but, he you know, he's not. Uh, Kinzinger and Cheney have obviously been the standouts for me. And Kinzinger has said, like, I'm not rerunning. Like, I'm not, I'm done after this. And I don't know if that's to, you know, be poised and ready for, he's young. He's like 40 something. So I don't know if he's getting poised for a presidential candidacy or not. Um, But all I'm saying is, is, so you're making that claim and, and that's fine. Like, yeah, there's some bad... I would argue that there's a lot of bad apples and there are two really bad apples in the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And it's not even Pelosi. It's just Manchin and Cinema. I think Pelosi's a bad apple. She's really not in the sense that do I think she's like taking in it for advan- herself? Ta- sure. And taking advantage but, of the system. But when push comes to shove, like voting for the thirty five dollar cap on insulin, yes. <clears throat> you know, getting the house, you know, affairs in order to make actual moves that will benefit all Americans, she does those things. And that's, she's and not, that's she's fair, not super progressive or that's liberal. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. But, but like but, she does the right thing by all Americans when it's, when the, when the, when the dice are rolled and it's like, okay, we, we got to make a decision. She does the right thing. And that's a fair point, but that doesn't mean that she's a good politician. You know what I mean? It means that maybe no. that means that she's making the right decisions, right. which is great. And that's all she's I need still, at this point. I, and I understand that, but she, I still think she's a bad apple. I think she capitalizes on a lot of things that she shouldn't be. I think that she does a lot of things that I, I don't really necessarily approve of or, or I think are good moves for a, a role model. You know what I mean? No, I'm, not I, yeah. she's, I'm not saying she's all bad. No, but but, but here, going but it, back is, you know, the point here is that the Republican Party has two or three good people in it. You said three or five, Brian. Well, Murkowski and Collins don't do much. They basically the only reason I'm giving them any credit is they voted uh, Katanji uh, Jackson Brown in or Jackson in. Yeah. Supreme Court Justice Jackson. So Brown Jackson. Um they voted her in, but otherwise they've been, you know, what, what, what's the saying? Oh, I was listening to, um, what's her face? The former teacher, uh, Jane something. Fonda. No. Is it Jane Collins? Uh, she did the blue eyes, brown eyes. Hold on. Blue eyes, brown eyes. Hold on. This is really important to me. Jane Elliott. I was listening to Jane Elliott, and she was talking about the Blue Eyes, Brown Eyes, which if you've never watched Jane Elliott's Blue Eyes, Brown Eyes, it's incredible. It was an experiment to teach a bunch of kids how racism changes, like how deceptively powerful racism is. Anyways, she was talking about it, and she was saying, because they did this Blue Eyes, Brown Eyes experiment 
with these Swedish people and they were talking about how like they weren't a problem in World War Two. Like they stayed out of it. And she said, that's the fucking problem. It's like if you aren't doing something about it, you are just is is detrimental to the people actually doing it because there needs to be it can't be an equal force on each side and then just some indifferent people. You have to have an overwhelming force of positivity. Does that play into the, does that play into like so, the whole like there's you're so you're either racist or anti racist and if you're not anti racist you, you might as racist. well be racist, yes. Interesting. So it does play into that a little bit, but yeah. So and this was this experiment was done in the sixties. Mm-hmm. I think sixties or seventies. Anyways, it's a really good program. I highly suggest it to anyone. Um, but Jane Elliott is just incredible actually this is the one i was seeing 1992 oprah episode anyways you know she she expresses how important it is for people to to not be standard like stand by like they cannot just stand by and watch something bad happen because then they are essentially an accomplice to what's happening and so i don't entirely agree with that but well i mean you don't have to agree with it, but like, it's just the laws of nature. Like if I'm watching someone get hurt, I but, might as like, they're that's, getting, well, that's an, ex, that's an extreme though. Like, no, if it's I, not. Wait, sure it is. I'm not even saying physically, if I'm watching someone get bullied. Okay. And I don't step in now, granted, I don't have to necessarily step in and try to hurt the big bully who's bigger than me. And now I get my ass kicked, but I can go get a teacher. I can go get someone. I can go. Brian, I can make people Brian, aware of it. Snitches get stitches. Right. No, just kidding. Right. 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 <laughs> so, so like, if you are just standing by when something bad is happening, there's an issue. And so, like, with Murkowski and Collins, who are part of the GOP, if they aren't actively working against what's happening in the GOP, they are an accomplice to it. Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, they're not standing by. They're saying what's happening in our party is wrong. What's happening is fucked up. And that's why the Lincoln Project came to exist. These were Republican strategists that won elections for Republicans. And they're saying, this is wrong. And we're going to not only say it's wrong, we're going to actively work against them. That's the difference. And so there might be some bad apples. Like a Pelosi might be corrupt in the sense that she's making money off of these insider deals. And I don't like that. I don't support her. But that, like, equating that with what's going on in the Republican Party is way different. And what's happening in the Republican Party... I think it's equal. No. It's... it's How is it equal? How is it equal? I think that doing some... Well, okay, so... Her making some money versus I taking think that, away abortion... I think, I think that doing something wrong is doing something wrong. No. Okay. No. You're, you're saying doing something wrong is equal no matter what. No, not no matter what. I'm just saying it's still doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but if I don't laugh at me, Brian. no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, no, you are. I'm making a point. I'm making a point. But I'm okay. making a point. It because my, my point is that a bad apple is a bad apple. No, yes, there could be a worse apple. You could have an apple with a little blemish, and you could have an apple that's fucking full on rotten and got maggots coming out of it. Gross. Um, that's all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to stick up for anybody, Brian. I know I'm, you're not trying I'm, to stick I'm, up for I'm, anyone, I'm, but I'm the, there's a problem her. here with your logic. Okay. Because here's the thing. You're saying a bad apple is a bad apple, but I'm, it's not the same. Uh, doing I'm wrong is doing there's wrong. certain levels of, of, of bad appleness. Right. There's a reason that there's a sentencing difference for doing some cocaine and killing three people. Certainly. 
right? I'm not saying any different. But someone that does cocaine isn't necessarily a bad apple. They might have done some wrong shit. Yeah. Whereas someone that kills three people, they're a bad apple. Yeah, well, even even somebody who does cocaine versus somebody who sells cocaine. Right. Okay. So totally so different. we so we're saying there's different. Both are yes. wrong though. Yes. Yes, that's what and that's what I'm saying. No, you're saying I'm saying both there's are wrong, wrong on both sides, so it's equal. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's both both sides are doing wrong. I'm not saying that what both sides are doing wrong is equally wrong. I'm just saying that there is wrong on both sides. But uh, you're framing it as a bad apple is a bad apple. But, but, that's but, but, equating but the two. But what I'm saying to you right now is I'm, I'm clarifying that, that okay. that's that's not my point. Okay. Well, then okay, I, my, I my, want my... you to further clarify. Okay. I would love to, Brian. Okay. Jesus Christ. Go for it. I'm, I'm Go. Okay. What I'm saying is what Nancy Pelosi is doing is wrong. Yes. And that's bad. Okay. I think that she is a bad apple. I don't that she think that she is as bad of an apple as Bobert is a bad apple. Okay? Right. right. But I'm saying bad on either side. And, and yes, there are varying degrees. And yes, you know, obviously, like, okay, fair point. Like, yeah, Nancy Pelosi, at least she's voting for the right things. Right. But Which she's is her still job. not. But, and that's great, but she's still not the perfect role model. No, you I don't. I mean? No, I, I don't think and she that's, is and, a role model. And that's, and that's where I'm coming from. Okay? Right. And so. And this is why I just wish they'd fucking get rid of the two-party system because then we wouldn't even have these arguments because it would just be like, is this a good person or is this a bad person? Not like my my daddy was a Democrat, my daddy was a Republican, and now all I do is vote Democrat and all I do is vote Republican. Yeah, but because it's been brainwashed into my system. Lyndon you know B. I mean? Johnson like, was a bad bad guy because he was you know sleeping around on his wife. He still signed the Civil Rights Act. Certainly. So like that's good. Like that's yeah. his job is to do public good it's, it's it doesn't matter that he's and, what and, he's doing bill clinton a, getting all, bjs in in the oval office from another woman bad 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 and probably sleeping with underage women because he was with epstein all the time okay <laughs> speculation yeah it's not fair but it's fun <laughs> <laughs> we might have to roll that out as what? like a whole segment speculation it's not fair but, but it's, it's fun. fun let's do it oh god we could do that Listen, all I'm trying to do right now yeah. is I, I am. I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate right now, and I'll tell you why. Because, and I, and I know for a fact I, I probably do this too, but I see this on both sides of the aisle. It's so easy to root for your team and, and, and paint this picture. And, and listen, let me finish because I, sure. I, I, will, I will put a clarif- clarification here that's going to make you feel all better, Brian. Okay. okay? okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a, a fucking warm blanket and a nice bathrobe. Had a baby on your tongue. Okay. okay? <laughs> Had a baby on my what? On your tongue or in your ears in this case, I suppose. They're having a baby on my tongue. It's going into your ears. Just roll with it, Brian. Okay. Don't make me lose my my train okay. of thought. Okay. okay. <laughs> just go. Just go. Because I'm. I've almost lost my train of thought. Jesus Christ. Um, now who doesn't have the rails? Dude, I've never had them. I never <laughs> claimed to fucking have the rails. Okay. The reason I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Is because it's so easy to fight for your team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We know you're a diehard progressive. Yes. Okay. You are about as far left as you can go before you fucking made a U-turn. And before that's you fine. F- fall off on the flat earth. I think that's more of a right thing. <laughs> well, it's left and right, and you can go so far, and then you fall off the flat earth. Yeah. 
Hunter Thompson something. always said that um, uh, nobody nobody has ever gone nobody who, who has made it to the edge has ever been able to talk about it because anybody who makes it that close always falls off. Fucking love that man. Dubay's dead. Um, <laughs> it's easy to root for your side, okay? Mm-hmm. And and we know that you're a diehard progressive, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And, and I, it's it's clear for me to see some biases, just like I have my own biases. Like, mm-hmm. I, as much as Tulsi has done some weird things, I still kind of side with her. I still have a lot of hope for for what she could be and who she could be. Sure. Okay. Sure. It, that's my own bias. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because it was me. You know, it's my first, like, it's my, it's my first, Your first cover- political love. Yeah, yeah, dude. And you know what? Always love her. <laughs> Ride or die. Um, but I feel like with all of that passion for one side of the aisle, it, I, I feel the need to sometimes come out and be like, okay, that's true. But okay, that's true. But, and so all I'm trying to do is play a little bit of devil's right. advocate and, and, and it's so easy and I've said this several times on the podcast, it's so easy to pick on the Republican Party because you know what? They done fucked up, man. They did. They, they, they've they had their three strikes and then some, and for whatever reason, they're still at bat. But that's okay. the problem. Oh, and absolutely. It's absolutely. like we don't, like we, we, so here's the thing is like, we play devil's advocate to challenge like our biases, but I'm not biased. Nothing I've said is incorrect. Nothing. I, I'll duck, duck, go you later, bro. Okay. I mean, please <laughs> I mean, feel I tr- free. No, I trust you. I trust you. So, and-, and there are things that on the Democrat side, like when you say play for your team, the Democrats are not my team. They are not progressive enough. Okay. But when it comes to at least pushing something through, like okay. capping the insulin, like that has to happen. Yeah. Legalizing marijuana federally, that has to happen. Yeah. Like we are falling behind the rest of the world. And I don't disagree. I do not so, disagree. So I'm not acting out of bias. I, I'm not saying that you are. Well, you, you kind of did. You said I'm showing bias. And like I said, you, you've shown bias. You show bias. Right. And okay. you're bringing and that up fine. after this conversation. Well, well I'm, I'm saying that because I think it's important to not challenge just, that. To cha- well, not just to challenge, but to bring balance. Just like we need balance in politics, Brian. But we don't have it. We don't. We don't. We're way we too agree. heavy on the right. We can agree. And way and, too heavy. And that, oh, oh, I, that and, Overton and, window and, and shifted I, so yes. drastically. And yeah. like it's, that's, it, was, it was an Anderson window. Uh much better built. Oh. <laughs> if it was better built, it wouldn't have moved so easily. I guess that's true. Fair point. So in order Toosh. to get us back <laughs> in order to get us back, like we yeah. have to push really hard back because it was pushed so far right and just this little like, oh, Joe Biden's he's good, like he's centrist, he's calm, he's not gonna be too radical, like yeah. bullshit. We we were behind the eight ball before Donald Trump got into office, before yeah. Obama like ever since Reagan, the the window shifted so far right and was so detrimental to the middle and lower class, the majority of America. Yeah. And it just kept slowly shifting right. And oh, Obama brought it back a little bit, but he was a he was a black radical liberal. And like But he wasn't. No, no, he didn't do enough. Like yeah. he wasn't the Affordable Care Act was a really good step in the right direction for healthcare. But it fell for, it felt short. Yeah, because he they, they played to the center. 
We, exactly. we can't be too radical with this, so we got to play to the center so we can get some Republican votes. And they 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 line vetoed so much out of there that it was and and you know the Trump administration was able to to get more of it repealed. And this is and this is my issue is like I always say that there, it's not everything is always black or white. You know what I mean? There's a lot of gray in the world. But I think that right and wrong is is more black and white than I would like to admit. And yes. this is my problem. Because um, I, I, I want there to be no mistake. Okay, I'm not going to wait for 20 episodes from now to be like, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm going to get this <laughs> right out of the way. I don't like the Republican Party. Yeah. I do not. You don't like the Democrat. Either do I. I, I yeah, I don't. I don't like the Democrat. I don't you, know what, you know what I don't like? I don't fucking like politicians. I don't like most politicians, Brian. I like I a lot think, of them. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, That's I, fair. Well, I mean, I guess you'd have to define like what a lot is. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of politicians. Yeah. So, I mean, there's... Um, you like how I used a lot when I said like you have to define a lot? <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> don't use the don't use the word in the definition. Uh, you know what I mean? I, it's okay. So, let's just... We'll throw a number out there. I don't know how many politicians are, are there out there, Brian. We'll say what? Well, there's uh, 538 in, in Congress. Right. Okay. And then the president and the vice president. Got a few fucking speakers and some shit like that. Some secretaries. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Give them blowjobs. No, not those types. <laughs> those are interns. She might have been a great secretary, dude. She was an intern. Yeah. I was talking about... Secretary. You know, for, for the record, Monica Lewinsky has been a badass. I think she, she's I think been she like, wanted to be a secret. No, she, she has... Because <laughs> she, she wanted to keep... No, she was phenomenal. Uh, coming out against cyberbullying and stuff yeah. like that, oh, she yeah, is like yeah, a yeah, yeah, huge yeah. advocate. So I've loved to see her second yeah. act in life. Has I think been she's tremendous. probably doing better now than Bill is. Fucking Bill Clinton. I, well, I, I don't like that guy. He I don't like doesn't look well. Yeah, well, none of the Clintons look well. <sighs> I don't know about the daughters. I haven't seen them in a while. Uh, uh, there's uh, just the one. Is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, You're thinking name? of the what's Bushes. Her, what's her, what's her name? Um, Hillary, Bill, and. Chelsea. Chelsea, thank you. Um, anyways, back to what I was saying about politicians. I don't like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so there's, you know, we'll say there's 600 fucking politicians. I would say maybe I like 100 of them. Yeah, maybe, that's maybe. fair. That's, and, a, that's a lot. And I would say I'm probably around the same. Okay, okay. God, look at us. Yeah. We fight. We poke fun. There's, debate. There's only like two or come, three Republicans then, out of that 100, though. And, and, and I am probably right there with you, yeah. my friend. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and you know what, probably this is all, this is my own fault. You know, I, I crave so much to bring balance that, you know, perhaps I don't choose my words carefully or per, per, I, I know for a fact that I don't, you know, um, well, we're not, I, I, I don't, I definitely don't um, elaborate enough. And I know that I'm, I'm not the best at explaining my thoughts always. Um, but it's also, you know, almost midnight and I'm tired and I work a lot and I got three kids <laughs> well, and I just bought a house. No, you don't have to even reason that out. No, 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 no. I'm, but I'm, 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 but I'm, you know, I think you a do good a good job. For... And I think, I think, well, I think you do a great job, Brian. I think there's a, <laughs> I think there's an importance of balancing in the sense that like, if, if I'm only calling out Republicans and never acknowledging like, that's a fuck up by Pelosi or Schumer or Biden or whatever, then that's one thing. But if there are 10 bad moves by Republicans and two bad moves by Democrats, I should call out 12 bad moves 
and I can't just say, well, I need to balance. So I'm only going to call it two Republican, two Democrat. No, that's fair. And I think that's something when we're trying to bring balance, it's like, well, listen, the one side is doing a terrible job of legislating, but they win. The other side does a really good job of legislating. Not good enough, in my opinion, but it's decent, really good. A decent job. It's really well, I think it's really good. Like the infrastructure, there were some really good moves. But the problem is, is and but like, I'm going I'm to use this word, and I'm okay with it. Um, they're they're just a bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah, they, because they're, they're messaging. They're, they're not. They're not just just fucking go out there and do it, man. But be like Nike. But here's the thing: it's minus the small Chinese kids making your shoes. So or Indonesian, where are they? So so the problem is is now the Democrats are faced with this decision. And like <clears throat> Senator Coons saying like, yeah, I'm, I I probably made a misstep there and it came back to bite us. And like acknowledging that we should actually be excited about that. When a politician says when when Joe Biden said his crime bill like backfired. Yeah, that should have been praised like solid move saying like you and we praised him on the podcast. But we there did. were a lot of people in the public eye that didn't. And like that's and what I don't praise that's Joe Biden often. Steve Schmidt you know, of the Lincoln project who I don't agree with on everything, but he came that's out John, and like that's John Jacobs brother, right? No. Uh, he actually called out, um, Hassan, uh, Mendy Hassan for saying like, well, you're calling out the fact that this is why Republicans win and Democrats lose, but we should actually be aspiring to be more like that. So why would we want to shun a good example? And so, there's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation on the left is like, do you do the right thing and then pay the price because it's going to be the cycle of Fox News for the next 48 hours and they're just going to shit all over you for actually doing the right thing? Yeah. Or do you play the political game and never accept responsibility for those things and maybe make yourself more likely to win? And so that's a big issue on the Democrat side. Whereas on the Republican side, you do, like you said, it, it yeah. seems to be a dying party. Liz Cheney had her biggest fundraising quarter last, last quarter. Mm -hmm. She's raised over $10 million for her next campaign, which is a lot for a representative in the house, especially one is established and very unlikely to have yeah. uh, challengers. And so to have those instances like shine, it's it, it's it's really baffling that we're still in this place, and yeah, I think it's a good conversation to have. Like, well, what should the Democrats do to win better, and what should the Republicans do to fix their party? I think that I have I have a solution for this. Um, I think that what we need to do is because I would say that the Democratic Party is by far it's younger. Yes. Okay. Well, you do have Madison Cawthorn and a few young. Yeah, but I would say by the large. Boberts. I would say by large. Yeah. Okay, you know, and, and, and I think Bernie would actually do really well at this, too. I always say that Brian and I are going to go to Congress. We got to referee jerseys. Well, the rules have changed. Um, I would like to put my, my professional bartending skills to the test. Okay. And we're going to sit everybody in Congress down. And uh, whichever side wins, that party gets to stay. The other party has to leave can no longer be politicians from that party. And what I'll do is I'm just going to keep pouring shots of whiskey. Everybody's got to do a shot of whiskey. Okay. Every 30 minutes, last team standing wins. And I think... Like literally standing. Uh, awake. How about we go with awake? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was bad. I 
I just realized the Madison Cawthorn issue. Yeah. Because he can't stand. He's well, and Bernie wheelchair. probably shouldn't be standing for too long. Yeah. He does look good with crossed legs and mittens. He looks good no matter what. All right, I'm in. <laughs> There's your levity. Yeah. Love it. Uh, it's a good conversation. I'm glad we got a little heated. It's good. Yeah. And I, I know I know. sometimes you're just challenging, and that's good. I didn't get heated, good. Brian. I said I, well, I got heated. I'm cool as a cucumber. You know, cucumbers aren't that cool. They are if you keep them in the fridge, Brian. Yeah, but then so are carrots. I'm, then I'm as cool as a carrot. I like that better. I like carrots better. Uh, cucumbers. English, English cucumber or like pickling cucumber? Okay, so that's the difference. Like, I don't consider... English a, cucumbers are good. I don't consider... And I don't like anything English. I don't consider... <laughs> pickled cucumbers <laughs> like actual cucumbers like you've now yeah. cooked it in or you haven't cooked it you've brined it and stuff yeah. you've prepared I it. I love pickles like carrots you don't need to prepare and they're good yeah but, but if well, all of a sudden a, if you, you prepare them and but like, if you had dude, a pickled carrot no is that a thing dude I guess you can pickle anything pickled onions and pickled dude, radishes pickled peppers are the best thanks Peter a lot Piper. Peter Piper Nice. <laughs> nice. Dude, I pickled carrots so are great. This is this is the perfect example of why we do this podcast. Yeah. This is it. Talking about pickled things. Yeah, talking about our pickles. <laughs> this is why we podcast. I'm not right. as, I'm not as off my rocker as I was last time. But I will say, this is why you have the conversation. I think we both got a lot out of the conversation. Hopefully the Mad Lips community did. But this is why you have the conversation with people is because you can have disagreements and yeah. learn from it and grow from it and then come back and then and talk make about pickles. pickle jokes. And like Dude, I really stupid want a pickle shit. right now. You got any pickles inside? I don't. I might. I might. <laughs> That's not a dirty joke. I, I think Noel just went shopping. No, she had she had she had a pickle earlier. Not mine. Just a, a pickle. Somebody well, I guess te- technically it was mine too. It was flaccid, it, wasn't it? Huh? It wasn't flaccid. I mean, it was kind of <laughs> flaccid. We bought it together, but like I wasn't there, so it's kind of like. Did you watch? <laughs> I watched her eat it. Yeah, I'm sure. I've completely lost my train of thought. So when you were talking um, and I said, I yeah, never yeah, yeah. go off yeah. the rails. Yeah. Uh, that's not true. Cause I just did. And I think I should. Yeah. End. On a crazy train. That's how it goes. Millions of people living as no, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living as most baby. No, I mean, <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> I got nothing. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I wasn't, I had more to say, but I'm, you Go know. for it. No, no, no. There's there's plastic pickles inside. <laughs> and we're going to end this podcast like a couple of giggling girls because you can have a tough conversation. Yeah, too good. Learn lots and still be the best of friends. Too good, too great. Love you. We the ones that he just let into the back. We the misfits. How you going to react? We insomniacs. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. Saint the status quo. This is rock and roll. This is skydive yelling out. Ronimo. This is bye bye ta ta audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know.